Welcome to Is It Halloween Yet? Episode 35, a spooky little podcast where we talk about all things horror and ask, is it Halloween yet? It's my favorite episode of the year because I get to say, yes, it is in fact Halloween. Happy Halloween, ghouls, ghosts, and goblins. We've got a lot on the slab this week. Just before I started to record, a big horror IP announced a comeback via a television show. Uh, we've got Silent Hill news. We've got Callisto Protocol news. Resident Evil Village was released for the Mac over the weekend. It, it's a big week. We've got lots to talk about. Let's start with video game news. So after last week's Silent Hill transmission, Team Blooper President came out and was like, hey, uh, it's up to Konami. They're the ones who get to decide the, f the release date. But we are in the advanced stages of development. So that's good. I was a little bit afraid that they hadn't even started development on Silent Hill 2. And it would be a pretty long time before we saw anything come out from that team. But that doesn't seem to be the case. We seem to know that it was started development in 2019. So... I mean, you're going to have to factor in the pandemic that's going to mess up timelines and stuff, but that's exciting that we will probably see that game sooner than later. Next up, we've got a release date, which is today, Halloween, for Super Lone Survivor. It is a remake of Lone Survivor, which is a 2020, no, 2012 game, I think. And in this game, you have to escape a city that is being overtaken by disease, whatever way you see fit. You can be stealthy, you can scavenge for food, or you can just mass murder everything in your site. So it is out now on Steam for $24.99. He came out on Twitter and was like, yo, it's out today on Steam, but if you wanna play it on Switch, it will arrive on November 8th in Europe and Australia. I don't know if that means we're not getting it, in the US, but if I find out more, I will definitely let you guys know next week. Dread XP is out here just killing it. They have acquired two new titles. One is called Admanda the Adventurer, and the other is a text-paced horror game called I Bracket Do Not Exist. So, Amanda is the... Amanda and Adventurer is kind of one of those bait and switch games. It looks like, uh, kind of like Doki Doki Literature Club. It looks like this wholesome, sweet game about friendship, but then they find a box of DVDs and Wooly the Sheep, who is the childhood sidekick, just becomes creepier and creepier, which is Amazing. I can't wait. I love the juxtaposition of children's animatronics or children's characters just being creepy. Like, Betty loves you. Love that. Uh, Banana Splits the movie. Love that. Willy's Wonderland. All of that. So give me that vibe in a game. And I'm there. Next, we have I Do Not Exist, which is a 2D, 3D game that will allow players to experience a natural language processing 
to solve puzzles and talk to a cute mushroom. Um, you don't have to wait very long. Both of these games are slated to head out probably in the early part of next year. So when I find out release dates, you will absolutely know. My Work Is Not Done is a Tsunami Productions game that is a investigative narrative horror. And it's going to explore the limbrication and disillusion of human identities and meaning within an uncanny wilderness. The graphics of the game give me big world of horror energy. If you have not played World of Horror, please do. That game is 10 out of 10. I don't think it gets the love and attention it deserves when October rolls around. But I'm excited to see this. This is also coming up from Dread XP. I'm excited. I can't wait. I love this weird pixel black and white games, horror games we seem to be getting out of Japan. Friday, we saw the launch of Resident Evil Village Gold Edition. So we got DLC for all platforms. We got Resident Evil Reverses, the game, the multiplayer game came out. We also got a Mac App Store version of the game for Apple Silicone. So um, M1, M2 processors. So all of the new Apple processors. And I booted that up last night and played around with it a little bit. And it was impressive. Um, I have Resident Evil Village on PC via Steam. And I have always had a little bit of trouble with that game. Uh, it doesn't really want to play well with the NVIDIA drivers. I mean, it's always a challenge of making sure everything is set up for that game so that you can play it in a playable state on my PC and I don't have a bad PC. I have a pre-built from like 2020. It's got a 2060 in it. So it's not like it's a 2060 Ti. It's not like it's lacking in power, but my um, Mac, my iMac uh, played it like a champ and it looked better. The lighting was a little bit realer like rendering and the text in the HUD was nice because of the retina screen on my iMac. So. I don't know. I hope this is a a sign of things to come. Uh, even if I only ever got to play all the Resident Evil games on my iMac, I would be excited with that. That would be worth it. So I hope we see more from Capcom and Apple working together because it was really impressive. You could play this game on a laptop and it wouldn't get hot and it didn't kick the fans on and it was a really great portable experience of the game. So I don't know, that just makes me excited. And like, I, I, I like that Apple is acting kind of like Hollywood and is like, oh, there's this new thing we want to do. Uh, let's test run it with horror. Those kids love, those kids love being guinea pigs for new technology. <laughs> We are getting closer and closer to the launch of the Callisto Protocol and Glenn Schofield and Striking Distinct Studios have put together a team of horror greats, Robert Kirkman, Sean Cunningham, uh, Tom Savini. They're all together talking about what makes horror. 
And it's them and the development teams of the Callisto Protocol. It's about 15 minutes long. The first episode is Brutality. And they really talk and get into what they think makes their game. Uh, it's so bloody. Uh, the Japanese Twitter account had to come out this week and say uh, the game's been canceled in Japan. It cannot make uh, CERTO certification, which is like ESRB here in the United States or PEGI in Europe. Uh, it will. It cannot make it. Uh, striking distance was like, we're not going to censor the violence and the gore to do this. So it's just not coming out in Japan, which is kind of wild. I mean, I think Cerdo is a pretty strict, like there's a reason a lot of Japanese horrors games are more supernatural and less blood, guts, and gore. But that's crazy, right? It's just not coming out in a whole region, a whole very popular region of, of video games. So December 2nd, I cannot wait. Indigo Studios dropped a trailer for Sharon's Staircase. It's out on Steam and the Epic Store, Xbox and PlayStation and Switch. The first person horror game is a mystery. You must set out to reconcile the horrible past of a tyrannical government uh, and unlock the secrets beneath Oak Grove. And this game looks pretty interesting. Uh, it's on sale right now. It's $22.49. Um, I was shocked that they waited so long to tell us that it was going to be a Halloween release. I also think Halloween releases are real dicey. People are either like locked into their Halloween game or you better be like a big game to like be able to like handle it. And like Call of Duty came out last week. It's just like a weird Halloween this year for games. Yeah, Dark Pictures Anthology missed Halloween this year. It'll be out November 18th. Like it's just been like a kind of weird year for Halloween and horror games. Uh, I feel like we somehow weirdly got backloaded into like a video game version of Scream. Like we all know Scream came out like around Christmas and has kind of owned the winter. And that seems to be what's happening with like horror games this year because we've got Dark Pictures Anthology is November 18th. We've got Callista Protocol, which is December 2nd. And then in January, I can't remember. I think it's like the third week of January, that like 20th week, we are getting Dead Space remake. So it just feels like... Everybody kind of shifted a couple months, which I'm not upset with. Horror games and all that stuff should come out all year round, not just in October. Don't don't load everything up in October and then trickle of both horror games and movies coming, which is exciting. Next up, we finally got some gameplay footage for The Unholy. I had totally forgotten this game. It was announced like in 2018 or 2017, um, let me see. It was in, released in 2018. And like, I completely forgot what this game was about. It is coming out next year and you are, you're 
looking for a young child after they disappeared from a post-Soviet town. To do so, you have to run around and deal with the twisted world of the unholy, which is a society ruled by a relentless priest caste. So you get to use different emotions as gameplay mechanics. So anger, fear, sadness, and desire. And you can trigger mechanisms. You can overload circuits. You can use these emotions to confuse, lure, or damage your opponents. And you also have, there's like this mask mechanic where like you build your own mask and you like can power it up and change it. And uh, that's kind of like how you level yourself because everybody in the unholy hides behind a mask. Uh, IGN, not my favorite website, but IGN has a 16 minute uh, gameplay video up. Uh, thanks to Bloody Disgusting for shouting that out. In news that I'm super excited for, Fatal Frame Mask of the Lunar Eclipse is headed our way in March. March is also a big month for video games. We're getting Fatal Frame in March. We're getting Resident Evil in March, uh, yeah, Resident Evil 4 Remake in March, and System Shock is all coming out in March. Video games, they just come out all year now. <laughs> and we got a new trailer for it, and there is also a deluxe digital edition, which includes a dinner party costume set, a digital art book, and the game soundtrack. If you ordered before March 22nd, uh, you will also get a Dead or Alive inspired um, costume. And if you have saved data on your system from Fatal Frames Maiden of the Blackwater, which you should, Bestie, you should have it on there. You should play that game. Uh, you'll also get a Camera Obscura hat. I'm super excited. The new trailer looks great. I... Again, this is a game that kind of looms large in my imagination because as a Fatal Frame fan, it never came out here. So we only ever heard like secondhand or like you knew somebody who knew how to read Japanese and so they played it. Like I, I'm excited that some of those games like from from the past are now making their way over. Uh, hey, Nintendo, Mother 3, we, we, we really want it. We can do it. Not, not horror related, but like, come on, Mother 3, let's do this. Um, but yes, I'm very excited. We will be playing Fatal Frame, Maiden of the Blackwater uh, on YouTube, most likely, either as a Let's Play or as a live stream. If we play it as a live stream, I'll let you guys help. You can vote in the chat for what we do. It'll be like a team effort. <laughs> and our final bit of video game news this week, Killer Clowns from Outer Space showed us a little bit more of their game. And it looks great. The trailer is nuts. <laughs> the, the, the guys are pretty nuts too over who are doing the promotion of this game. Uh, their Discord's a great time. Like, they're just pretty silly and having fun on social media. And they really seem to have taken the... the spirit of that game to heart. Uh, you can still sign up for the beta right now. Yeah, so they are looking 
four testers for PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X, Android, Stadia, not Stadia anymore, guys. Stadia doesn't exist. Valve, uh, Vive, Mac, PS4 Pro, Xbox One, Xbox Series S, iOS, Apple Arcade, and Oculus Quest, PSVR, and Steam Deck. I'd be stoked if this game came to Apple Arcade. Like, that would be a big get for me for Apple Arcade. That would just be fun. I feel like that's a great game. Uh, it's a game that Apple Arcade doesn't have. Uh, there's not a lot of like multiplayer games on Apple Arcade, though. I don't know, given the dark nature of Killer Clans from Outer Space, if that that would go with the vibe that Apple is trying to go for, but I would enjoy it. I think a lot of people would. Speaking of Apple, let's get into TV news. We don't have a whole lot. We've got one like kind of small story we're gonna talk about right here, and then one big story that broke right before I sat down to record. So, Servant, the M. Night Shyamalan produced Apple TV show will be having its final season coming up this year that pr will premiere on January 13th. Um, I haven't kept up. I am a season behind. Uh, my partner actually just started watching it, so maybe I'll catch up. I was not impressed with season two. Season one was fantastic. I was obsessed. Season two, not so much. So we know that the season, this is the last season. They're wrapping it up and yeah, it will. It is one of the original launch shows for the Apple TV. So it's one of the more enjoyable M. Night Shyamalan projects if you are on the fence about watching it. It's very interesting. And in the big, giant, earth-shaking news, Bloody Disgusting is reporting that a Friday the 13th prequel series named Crystal Lake is coming to Peacock. Uh, Brian Fuller, who ran Hannibal and is awesome, is going to show run Crystal Lake. Uh, the other absolutely nutball uh, thing about this story is that A24 is the studio that's making it. So A24 is making it, it will air on Peacock. Uh, the showrunners is Brian Fuller, he will write it. This is from the Victor Miller camp of the IP breakdown. And it is going to be produced by Mark Tobolaroff, Rob Bartsman, and A24. Uh, just wild. Uh, Variety has a little bit more of the news on it. According to the chairman of content for Universal Television, and streaming, Friday the 13th is one of the most iconic horror franchises in movie history. We were dying to revisit this story with our upcoming drama series, Crystal Lake. We can't get to work with Brian Fuller, a gifted and visionary creator who I've had the pleasure of being a longtime friend and collaborator. And along with our incredible partners at A24 in this updated version for Peacock that will thrill long-standing fans of the franchise. I mean, yes, I do want the dude who did Pushing Daisies and Hannibal and Star Trek Discovery, like Brian Fuller's like chops on like television in sci-fi and like horror adjacent sci-fi is, they're like good. I'm very excited to see what a television show was. I'm not gonna fucking completely discount it because 
uh, Chucky exists, and Chucky is fantastic. But I think Chucky is fantastic because Chucky always had the ability to be a character piece because of how animated and personable and has a personality Chucky has. Whereas, like, is that what's going to happen? Are we, like, I just, hmm. So, it's probably going, I mean, we know it's a prequel, so we're probably going to discover what happened that first summer when Jason drowned. And then everybody went crazy. But, yes. So, we're going, yeah, I mean, we're going to get Friday the 13th. Let's, like, I hope it's good because, like, just being absent from the scene has kind of put... Jason's like place in the pantheon of horror in a little bit of doubt just like I feel like I think there was a lot of people who went back and watched Friday the 13th this year for we watches and were kind of like ugh, this series isn't as good as I remember and it'll be great to see I don't know a24 is making a Friday the 13th movie I mean not movie piece like television show it's just bizarre and I'm excited I'm tenuously optimistic that it'll be good and as we get more information about casting and when they're going to shoot and when this thing's gonna come out to us you will absolutely know all right it is time to head into movie news and that means we got to take a little trip to the box office so we had one, two, three, four movies in the top 10 this week, which is not surprising for Halloween weekend. Um, nobody, horror did not top the box office for Halloween. It was Black Adam and Ticket to Paradise. Uh, Pray for the Devil premiered. It is the top grossing horror movie of the week, and it came in at $7 million, about just a little over. And Smile. Still Holding Strong came in at a little over five million. Halloween Ends is rolling in that middle of the pack. I feel like this is the last weekend for Halloween Ends. I feel like there were probably people who were like, I'm going to wait till Halloween weekend to go see this. And um, it came in with about four million, three point eight million dollars. And then the movie we got to talk about. This movie's wild. Terrifier 2, which we'll talk about in a second. There's a bunch of stuff going on with Terrifier 2. It is at almost 8 million. And I think I might have seen that it passed 8 million. Hold on really quick. It's passed over 7 million, according to Variety. So, like, today there's just been a lot of news. So this movie, made for $250 million. We've talked about it all month long as it's just continued to have a box office run. It went into 1,500 more theaters this week which is just wild um and yeah it came out with about 500,000 uh no about another two million dollars over the weekend which is just I, I cannot stress how crazy it is to me that this movie is got this long of legs and has made this much money um we've got News about the home release. Uh, you don't have to wait. If you are a Screambox subscriber, you can watch Terrifier 2 right now. 
It is out as of Halloween. We also got the Blu-ray uh, Steelbook Collector's Edition uh, for that. And it will be out on December. It's sometime in December. There's not a hard date. Uh, the Collector's Edition is at Walmart and Amazon. If you want the Steelbook, it is a Walmart exclusive, which is kind of a bummer. Um... I would have liked to see them spread that steel book around, but uh, it looks great. The steel book cover is amazing and I can't wait. As soon as I'm done editing and posting this, I'm watching Terrifier 2. That's my Halloween treat to myself. Next up in movie news, we've got Witching Season Films sharing He Never Left with Bloody Disgusting. It's a little teaser trailer for the studio's second film. Uh, the movie was inspired by horror classics like Rear Window, slasher films like The Strangers, and fueled by rear, real experiences from Morris's career as a police officer. He Never Left embraces the atmospheric Halloween horror aesthetic while putting on a new visceral spin on a classic genre. They post-production is well under the way. They hope to have it ready for a festival run in 2023 so that will be headed to a horror festival near you next year that'll be interesting to see in our next story we're going to talk about lucio fucci's the beyond the beyond the composer's cut will be touring to select theaters across north america the film is a the showing is a 4k restoration of the film with a brand new score by fabio frizzi um, it is headed to places all over the New York, all over the country, uh, starting a, like last week on the 25th. So you may have missed some of it in places, but all through November, it's going to be here. It will hit the weekend after Thanksgiving for me here in the Pacific Northwest. So that's exciting. It just seems absolutely cool that they are doing this. It had made a premiere at Beyond Fest and the Brooklyn Horror Fest, and they decided, got to take it on the road. Super cool, and if you got a chance that it's come to your CD, the Beyond is a top-tier horror movie as far as I'm concerned, especially if you like giallo and like Italian horror. Got to see it. Nickelodeon came out and let us know that a live-action Monster High movie sequel will be uh coming the the monster high the movie came out on paramount plus at the beginning of october to rave reviews people are super into it so we will be getting a sequel um, i'm very excited for all the monster high fans i i have not really engaged with that but i do love seeing all of you dress up in your cosplay of all the cute uh monsters that are there it's just adorable i think it's cute and yeah it's exciting that it made the translation into live action we've got some casting news for the nun 2 caitlin rose downey and annie popplewell are joining uh we've got sister irene we've got bonnie aarons and yeah that's really it like we got two 
more folks headed to the the joint. It probably will like wind down on none two news until we get a trailer because like it's really like now we're casting side characters. So yeah, the movie will be here September eighth in twenty twenty three. So that's exciting. Next up, we're gonna talk about The Pale Blue Eye. We got a teaser trailer and a bunch of information about the Christian Bale, Edgar Allan Poe movie. Um, it's starring, Christian Bale is not playing uh, Edgar Allan Poe. He is playing a detective who is investigating a series of murders. Um, Harry Melling, Harry Melling uh, from Harry Potter. Uh, he played Dursley. Uh, he will be playing Poe in the film. So it's exciting. Uh, it takes place at West Point in 1830. And yeah, the photos look great. The teaser trailer gives the beautiful atmospheric filmmaking of Scott Cooper, who made Antlers. Um, I feel like this is a perfect genre it not genre but perfect era for him to be playing in and it looks gorgeous so it'll be exciting to see when it comes to theaters on December 23rd or you can just wait like a week or so and it'll be on Netflix on January 6th next up we're going to talk about a weird little movie that happened um you can watch it right now on TikTok it is Emerson. It's a psychological horror film that plays out in real time. Uh, for 10 days, a character who goes by at Lost Girl Emerson, Emerson, a character who goes by at Lost Girl Emerson posted videos in short snippets over 10 days. Uh, the final part came out on Friday. I'm not going to spoiler it. I'm not going to spoil it for you. And you can check out their very weird, very creepy uh, social media movie right now on Instagram and TikTok. It's super cool. I think it's a great use of social media to make art. It's what all the movies that commentate on influencers and social media wish they were making. We also got news that it looks like Night of the Living Dead might be coming back. Uh, Deadline has reported that uh, there is a Night of the Living Dead sequel from Village Roadshow and Vertical with um, Miyaku Juzu and Latoya Morgan are set are are directing and writing in that order i'm excited uh when was the last time we like it's probably land of the dead i feel like the walking dead started and night of the dead night of what dead of kind of just dropped off i guess we did have whatever that Zack snyder las vegas dead movie was but i don't actually is that like in that's in his continuity of night of the living dead so it'll be interesting to see someone else pick up romero's continuity of the film so 
Uh, Christine Romero is super excited by the visionary storytelling team that have come together to expand on the premise of the original film. Revisiting the world that George and his collaborators created is going to be a treat for fans. George would have been happy to see this. I agree. I think George just wanted to make zombie movies forever. Sounds cool. I like that Christine Romero's on board, so... Paris Hilton is headed back to horror alongside Ashley Benson and Pamela Anderson in Alone at Night, which Deadline described as a erotic horror film. According to Bloody Disgusting, the film follows Vicky, a young woman looking for an escape after going through a tumultuous breakup. After retreating to her friend's remote cabin in the woods to clear her head, she continues modeling sexy lingerie to her devoted following on an 18 and over adult-only live streaming website. But when the power goes out, Vicky discovers something terrifying waiting for her in the dark. A mass killer wielding a crowbar who's hellbent on bringing her night to a grisly end. Um, Jimmy Giannopoulos, the director, said he wanted to make a thriller that I would have snuck into as a teen. A slasher, stoner, sexy thriller with killer music. Sounds great. Um, I'm excited to see Paris Hilton back in horror. I think she's great in House of Wax. People are crazy about that movie people are rude about that movie but i think paris hilton is kind of perfect in it so dale and tucker versus evil director is adapting the slasher novel clown in a cornfield uh according to the official synopsis quinn maybrook and her father have moved to a tiny boring kettle springs to find a fresh start but what they don't know is that ever since the bay pin corn syrup factory shut down Kettle Springs has cracked in half. On one side, the adults are desperate to make Kettle Spring great again. On the other side are kids who want to have fun, make prank videos, and get out as quickly as they can. Kettle Springs is caught in a battle between old and new tradition and progress. And that fight looks like it will destroy the town until Frendo, the Bay Pen mascot, a creepy clown in a pork pie hat, goes homicidal and decides that the only way for Kettle Springs to grow back is to cull the rotten crop of kids who live there now. Um, I, this novel is on my list of things I want to read. Um, I have not got around to it, but now that there's going to be a movie, uh, I'm definitely going to see it. Uh, I do love that the cover of the book, uh, the tagline for it is, the kids are not all right. So, yeah, that's exciting. I like when we get horror book adaptations. So, Stephen King can't have all the fun. Danielle Harris is back working with Halloween 4 director Dwight Little in a film called Natty Knox. Uh, Natty Knox is also stars Robert England and Bill Moseley. Like, powerhouse of, of horror people. Danielle Harris, Robert England... Bill Mosley, I'm very excited. So um, it chronicles the story of a small town babysitter who on Halloween Eve, along with her kids, has to survive serial killer Abernath Hennywell, who himself is the traumatized son of B-movie horror legend known as Natty Knox. So yeah, of course, uh, Robert Onlin's going to be the B horror movie legend, Bill Mosley is going to be the killer. 
down. I'm so excited. It sounds cool. I'm excited. It's got to be coming soon or is it just going into production? No, it's done. Film will be presented to buyers next month. So that's exciting. It's a 2023 treat we're going to get. Also like to see Robert England out there working. Please come back and play Freddy one more time. I know you said you're retired. Please do it. The Layer is out now on VOD and digital. Um, it's a alien film and uh, it's by uh, Neil Marshall who did The Descent and Dog Soldiers. So it, it seems very interesting. It is a, according to him, a action-packed, monster-fueled sci-fi movie with cool characters, scares, laughs, and of course, grisly deaths. Um, you can check out a clip on YouTube or Buttery Disgusting. Sydney Sweeney, the actress everyone loves to dunk on for talking about the realities of being an actress in Hollywood, uh, is headed to the horror genre in Immaculate. She is going to play a woman of faith who goes to a illustrious Italian convent. Um, she is warmly welcomed and the setting is a picture perfect Italian countryside. Uh, it soon becomes clear that her home harbors dark and horrifying secrets. So that's interesting. I um, She's looking mean and exciting in the photo on Bloody Disgusting. So Florence Pugue is set to star in... Alexander Skarsgård, yep, the Northman himself is directing a thriller called The Pack. The film is gonna start shooting in March. It follows a group of documentarians who brave the remote wilderness of Alaska in efforts to save a nearly extinct species of wolves. When the crew is brought back together at a prestigious awards ceremony, tensions flare as a deadly truth threatens to unravel their work. I am excited. Uh, it's interesting that Alexander Skarsgård is uh, headed into the genre that his brother has kind of dominated. Like, like Bill is the horror Skarsgård. Like, the Northman. I mean, I guess he was in uh, True Blood. I'm excited to see what he does, and I'm always excited to see Florence Pugue in everything and anything. Speaking of people coming back to the genre, Shelley Duvall is going to make her first movie appearance in a werewolf horror film called Forest Hills. Uh, she's playing the mother of a mentally and emotionally disturbed uh, son who serves his inner voice. It's been 20 years since Shelley Duvall has showed up in a movie and that's exciting. I love Shelley Duvall. Uh, my burning dislike of Stanley Kubrick is basically fueled by how absolutely rude he was to Shelley Duvall during The Shining. It really ruins my enjoyment of that movie because to me, Shelley Duvall is the fairy princess who told me princess stories on HBO when I was a child. So how dare you be rude to the fairy princess, sir? Harriet Slater is headed over to join the cast of Horoscopes. We talked about this film maybe last week or the week before. It is about a group of college friends who get their horoscopes and then begin dying in ways that are connected to the fortunes. Is it, is it that their fates are fatal or can they change what's written in the stars? 
It seems cool. Jacob Balton's going to be in it. Owen Fleury is going to be it for Mandy. Yeah, it just looks like an interesting concept. And it is based on a novel by the same name. So if you want to check out the story, you can read the novel right now. Next up, we got a little bit of Shutter news. So first up on the docket, we've got an acquisition for the streamer. They are picking up Christopher Smith's Consecration. It is by IFC Midnight. IFC Midnight and Shutter together have acquired the North American rights to the film. The film deals with a girl named Grace who goes to the Mount Savior convent in Scotland to find out what was behind the suspicious death of her brother, a priest. Initially, she is helped by Father Romero, who soon comes to distrust the account of the church as she uncovers murder, sacrilege, and a disturbing truth about the shadowy past that brings long-buried traumas to the surface. Um, yeah, that looks exciting. Um, it's coming to Shudder in 2023. It will probably be like most IFC Shudder joints, like She Will that came out over the summer and then came out on Shudder in like September, October. So probably this time next year for Consecration. And then, and from one of my favorite podcasters writing for Dread Central, Sheree Bonin is a fabulous host of Nightmare on Fear Street and also a super good journalist over at Dread Central. Read her, listen to her podcast. Her story is about general manager Craig Engler, who told a Reddit AMA that the big dream project that Shudder would like to work on is Friday the 13th. So this news is a little bit dampered in the afterglow of what we know about Peacock and Friday the 13th series. But uh, Sean Cunningham has also alluded to the fact that he has a Friday the 13th project in the works. So maybe Shudder could get in on that. Um, I want Shudder to get Friday the 13th. To be honest, that feels like a natural home for Friday the 13th. So, yeah, I guess LeBron James was also out there uh, talking about how much he wants a Friday the 13th. So, yeah, we all do. So it would be interesting to see um, what happens. So hopefully uh, we get to see a actual movie. But if not... We're getting that series, so we should be excited as Friday the 13th fans. And in our last little bit of news, the thing I am most excited for, we finally saw something from Evil Dead Rise. We got the first image, which is a spectacular looking deadite. And that's it. We know that the film is coming out uh, in theaters, which is... I think should bears repeating. It is coming out in theaters. It is not an HBO Max movie anymore. It is now a theatrical release and it will be out on April 21st, 2023. And yeah, the, we still, they're still, they are still impressing on us that Bruce Campbell will not be in the movie. Um, they've been involved in the project. Him and Raimi have been involved, but 
Campbell will not be in the movie. Ash Williams will not be in the movie. It's brand new movie, brand new characters. The film official plot synopsis is in the fifth evil dead film a road weary beth pays an overdue visit to her older sister ellie who is raising three kids on her own in a cramped la apartment the sister's reunion is cut short by the discovery of a mysterious book deep in the bowels of ellie's building giving rise to flesh possessing demons and thrusting beth into a primal Battle for survival as she is faced with the most nightmarish version of motherhood imaginable. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited. This picture looks horrifying. I hope we get a deadite kid. Um, yes. So thank you, WB, for giving us a little holiday cheer with Evil Dead. So that's going to do it for this very jam-packed Halloween episode of Is It Halloween Yet?, I'm your ghostess, Spencer. You know where you can find me. You can find me all over the internet as Miss MissNintendeek64. Check out the website, A Halloween Club. There's a little blog on the top of that. There's going to be blog posts there. You can check out my micro blog at Miss MissNintendeek. Uh, you can check out my Instagram, my TikTok, uh, my YouTube channel, where hopefully maybe you're watching. If you are, give this a like, subscribe, hit that bell. You'll know when I go live to play games like we did on Friday. We played Scorn. It was super, super weird. I don't think I was expecting it to be that weird. So I am going to get going. I am going to go enjoy our favorite day of the year, my absolute favorite day of the year, other than my birthday. And I hope that you have a great Halloween. If you're trick-or-treating with your kids or you're trick-or-treating with yourself, uh, I hope you get lots of the candy you like and none of the candy you don't. But you know what time it is. Sleep or don't. Thank you.